Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Soul Songs and Shenanigans. I hope that you are having a great week. Well, today I'm so excited because on this episode, joining in on the conversation is my friend Eleni Young. Guys, you are going to enjoy hearing her testimony. She's a singer, songwriter, so talented, and you're just going to get to hear a bit of her story. And also, we're going to be featuring a couple of her songs on our Spotify playlist. So I'm so excited for you guys to learn a little bit more about her. But before we get into that conversation, our snack of the day is a simple one, but perfect for this time of year. It's a hot chocolate with a dollop of whipped cream. I have a confession. I have put up my Christmas tree. And yes, it's the beginning of November. I couldn't wait any longer. I'm so excited about it. So that's the reason why I was thinking of having hot chocolate today. So anyways, go get yourself a good snack, get a journal, get some quiet time, or maybe you're going to do this on your walk, wherever you listen to this, maybe you're in your car. Enjoy this episode as we talk with Eleni Young. What's up, Eleni? Hey. <laughs> hey. Yeah, so you had, you're a singer, right? You had to, like, give a little note to that. Yeah, hey. some vib- vibrato. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for all of it. Well, so oh. good to have you on the Soul Songs and Shenanigans show. Welcome. Thanks for having me. This has yeah. been a long time in the planning. Yes, that is so true. Here we are. <laughs> here we are. Well, maybe you can tell us a little bit about yourself, like where you live, a bit about your family. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I am in Canada. I am mm-hmm. in the Western provinces. So I'm on the Alberta and Saskatchewan border. Um, I am a singer songwriter, mm-hmm. business owner, mom, wife, all the things. I'm pretty much everything. And sometimes I feel like nothing. Oh. <laughs> that sounded really, <laughs> but sometimes I'm just like all the things where I'm just like, I just need to be nothing for a minute. Right? You know? And I feel like I, that's I totally its own that. skill. Yeah. Yeah. So it's thing. true. So, um, yeah, I do all the things. And um, I think one of the biggest parts of who I am is I'm a creative. So I really just love creating. Sometimes it looks different. But for the most part, it's songwriting um, and uh, getting to lead worship for our church that is growing. It's so beautiful to watch. That's awesome. Uh, and yeah, that's pretty much it. That's That encompasses all the things. <laughs> yes. And maybe you can tell our audience how many kids you have. Oh, yeah. So I have two kids and um, one husband. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that would be like a whole other episode if it was more than one husband. <laughs> Bringing back concubines. Part one. Right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my like, god! Honestly, like up. I have questions for Song of Salt. Like I have questions for King Solomon. Like because we like it's so funny you talk about that because we literally were just we're teaching a Bible study and we were going through that part of history and I'm just like I have questions. Like why? Why? Yeah, and then when somebody so many- asks, you're just like I actually can't. I can't speak right? to that because I'm just not sure. <laughs> he was wise, but he was also right. very wise. That's what I'm saying. Sense. Like, what? I Yeah, that's that's an interesting one right there. <laughs> All right. So you uh, have one husband and one, <laughs> one husband, two girls. Um, Mila is four and Indy is almost three. They are pretty much a year apart. Well, just over a year um and we are gonna be getting a dog soon so i feel like i also have a third child coming oh definitely 
Yeah, super pumped about that. We're getting an Old English Sheepdog. Oh, so, congrats on that. <laughs> thanks. I'm super excited about it. I've been, like, doing all the research and yeah. ask me anything about dogs. I'm here. I'm ready. <laughs> You're ready. That's going to be so cute. Yes. Yeah. So well, we love our snacks here on this show. So do you happen to have a favorite snack? My favorite snack. Okay, healthy or unhealthy? Okay, you know what? Give us both. Okay, unhealthy would be either popcorn or blue whales. Blue whales are a strange weakness of mine. Um, Wait, what is blue whales? Blue whales, like the, like a gummy, I don't know. Oh, yeah. yeah. I could go to Bulk Barn and basically take the entire container of blue whales and just (laughs) eat them all. Um, okay, I remember having those as kids. I don't know what I called them. I think they just came with like I just picked out a bunch of other stuff as well. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't really have like a specific name for that. Yeah, it's just okay. a, something blue. Yeah. So <laughs> those and then popcorn like would for sure be my other favorite snack. I don't know if you would consider that healthy, but it's healthy kind of like in between like skinny pop maybe. Yeah, yeah. Unhealthy like microwave pop popcorn like extra yeah. butter and yeah. then put on like <laughs> salted butter. <laughs> After. Ooh, okay clogs your one. arteries however <laughs> it soothes your soul <laughs> it's so true <laughs> okay uh, and then and then you had a healthy snack or is that oh, that was of, i guess that was kind of that, that was it that was my yeah. healthy snack would be apples i could also go through a bat a bag of apples in no time like it's just yeah i don't even know i love apples and it's that season them. too right now like we just yes. did some great apple picking so that yeah it's pretty cool so good well, that's awesome. Well, speaking of food, I love that your family owns a Greek restaurant and I wish that we lived closer to you because I would be there because that's literally one of my favorite cuisines. Oh, so, so cool. Yeah. So you have good like, taste. Yeah. Like, right. Opa. Like, listen, <laughs> <laughs> I'm here yeah. for all of it. So yeah, what is your role in the restaurant? And I also want to know if you sing to customers. <laughs> okay. So. Um, to answer your first question, I am technically the marketing and wholesale manager. So at first, I mean, well, when I was like basically a fetus, I was just like cheap labor. Wow. You know, would ring people (laughs) through at the till, would take phones. Like I was like six years old and I'd be like, hello, Spiros, how can I help you? You know, we're like, can I talk to a grown up, please? (laughs) But that was just my life. And as soon as I was able to like write things down I guess and make sentences I was writing orders and that was just yeah yeah Um, and then I would like ring people through the till and count back their change and I would stand on a pop crate you know I was small yeah five or six you know still and I would stand on that pop crate and you know they'd give me ten dollars and I'd count back their change and these people are like what in the world did I just witness but like my grandfather never let us ring through the Uh, It's going to be okay. I got to explain this the right way. Okay. You know how like back in the olden days when you had tills, you would ring in, you know, they gave you $10. Their total was like six something. You would ring in the $10 and it would tell you the change. Right. Yeah. He never let us do that. He's like, you're never allowed to do that. As long as I'm alive, you have to count back the change so that you can practice your math. That's awesome. (laughs) So basically, I'm also a math whiz. No, I'm just kidding. I'm still not. Um, and so I've slowly been promoted to, you know, bus girl and hostess. Right. And then to, you know, 
dishwasher when they need me to be that and then a server um and since probably march um i was doing all the things i'm doing now but i was also serving but in march we shut down for the pandemic obviously right and i haven't served since so we've been open since june okay um and i just decided that i work like my 8 hour day without serving so i'm like mom i think it's probably time <laughs> right <laughs> i think it's time for me to not serve <laughs> okay um, so yeah, I do all of our wholesale and marketing. So, uh, I'm on Facebook and Instagram for the restaurant. I do all these crazy, funny songs that you'll see. Um, Are we, you serious? That's yeah, so oh cool. my gosh. If you look us up, you'll be so embarrassed to know me, <laughs> but it's fun. <laughs> we just got a little. So like, oh, so like you basically like write like little commercials for the restaurant. Yeah. And oh, mom and I will so dance awesome. and sing. Why? And- okay. I'm checking it out today. This is amazing. <laughs> I-, I wish I'd known this before. <laughs> well, we just, we had to get creative in the pandemic. You know? Right. And so that was one of the things we just, we were sitting Mom and I were sitting down in the doom and gloom of shutting the restaurant down. And we were like, what are we going to do? Because our, di- our uh, takeout was still running. Right. Um, so we wanted people to know that. So she started bopping her head to Electric Avenue. Wow. Uh, you know, and so we started to rewrite the song. And it was like, <laughs> come down to Spiro's Restaurant and hey. order all their takeout. Burn. You know, and we... <laughs> this and is so good it was just so yeah and we did that with so many songs it's like yeah but so I do that and uh, most recently I have been promoted again to our wholesale manager so um, I got us into a grocery store here in town which is like wow. unreal we have my grandfather invented a sauce uh-huh. uh, about 30 years ago and I'm sure Rob has probably talked about it Rob if you're listening <laughs> I don't know why you would be, but if you are right now, um, the sauce, the you know sauce. what I'm talking about, the sauce. Wow. So he invented a secret sauce and a Greek dressing. And so I have done all the things, um, which has been the most work in my whole life, to get that into grocery stores and get right. it like CFIA approved and do all the things. So now we're in grocery stores. Yesterday, we were here on our day off and we right. bottled 200 bottles of sauce oh, wow. to get them out. And That's a so, lot. <laughs> but it's so fun. And um, it's just like growth, you know. I'm hoping that at some point um, I'll be able to do sauce like full time. Right. Just, yeah, market it and get it into more stores and across the, I mean, we're just in Canada right now. So it'd be nice to get it in the U.S. and like North America as a whole, I guess. But yeah. Okay, and, and, so what's the name of your sauce? Like, Literally called Secret Sauce. Really? That is yeah. Because so cool. we, our family has a sauce. We're not, we're not in stores yet, but it's called Powell's Hot Sauce. Yeah, we have like about five different flavors. No so way. I, Yeah, yeah. So we need to exchange a sauce, you know? Okay, yeah, sauce exchange. <laughs> and also, if you have any questions about getting your sauce Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah, that's so all. cool. See, the Lord, the Lord knows how to connect people. Hey. Yeah, who knew? <laughs> We'd be connecting over sauce. Well, right? That's amazing. <laughs> that so is cool. So, okay, that's pretty cool. Well, no uh, yeah, right? <laughs> Well, can you share with us uh, how you met your husband? Because I know this ties into how you came to the Lord. So I just wanted everybody to hear about this testimony. Okay. Um, I got to get more serious now. Okay, right. I'm like slapping my face, trying to get rid of the smile. (laughs) 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 The story really isn't that serious. But okay, so um, 
long story, probably long. I <laughs> grew up in a home. My mom was, well, she worked a lot, which I guess I already talked about. Um, we were at the restaurant most of our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and my dad was an alcoholic. Um, he was very uh, manipulative, very emotionally um, abusive to all of us, but he was very physically abusive to me. Um, I just grew up with like, I don't want to say a complex, but I just Mm -hmm. had a really tough time. I guess in school I was bullied, um, at home I was bullied. It was just a lot of stuff. Um, when I was eight years old, I was sexually abused by a family member and that kind of like, I feel like that's sort of when everything started to spiral downwards. Um, but when I turned uh, probably like 13 or 14, I mean, I already had some like weird identity issues, but um, I started to dabble in the world of drugs and alcohol mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So when I was 15, um, I was like completely addicted to cocaine. Um, I oh wore my goodness. out, yeah, I wore out my nose. Like I literally, as we speak right now, have a complete, a huge hole in the middle of my septum because I just did so much blow and um, just lived a really crazy life. I would essentially sleep with anyone that wanted to um, like men and women, right? whoever I just had a lot of identity issues. I had a lot of self-esteem issues and it really all spiraled from that you know, home life that I was raised in where it was like, you know, my grandparents went to church, they brought me to church, I I lived in Sunday school, and all the things. But, you know, for all the other hours in the week, I was at home, or I was at the restaurant, and I was just dealing with um, some absent parents in a way. And, you know, my dad, just being abusive and an alcoholic and all the things. So, I was 16 years old um, and I had just come back from boarding school because I was that bad. Oh, <laughs> and so, like, so like where was boarding school then? The boarding school was, it was in Outlook, Saskatchewan. So it was about four and a half hours away from home. Uh, I got sent there for a semester and uh, just because I was just getting into way too much trouble here. And I came home. And this girl messaged me on Facebook and was like, hey, I heard you sing. Like, I would post these, like, stupid covers on Facebook, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> with, like, the YouTube soundtrack in the background. Yes. Like, like... <laughs> um, and so she's like, I-, I know that you sing. Would you like to sing with me in the talent show? I'm like, okay, number one, Jessica. Um <laughs> I don't talent show like we're in high school who actually does a talent show like right? we don't even have a glee club like what are you talking about <laughs> uh number two do I know you like I'm pretty sure we've never met so this is weird but okay <laughs> like, what's okay. the harm right yeah so um we met up at Starbucks and she brought her boyfriend um his name is Cole and the three of us spent about a month like just hanging out it was really safe they were both really, really sweet, really kind. And even though they both knew very well what kind of a person I was, they just, they were just so welcoming, I guess, okay. and not condemning and kind. And they were Christians, um, but they were a different kind of Christian that I guess I had known. Right. Um, and uh, they would always talk about this guy named Jeremiah. And I remember thinking like, 
okay, this guy has got to be ugly. Like, who names their kid Jeremiah? Oh, no. Unless he's like a bullfrog, you know? No offense to all the... If your name is Jeremiah, I do not mean any harm against you. It just feels like a name that doesn't suit right? the guy that they were talking about. <laughs> but anyways... So one evening they brought him to Starbucks. Um, we would, I guess I should say that we would go on these like coffee dates, like almost nightly for a whole month. So one day they actually brought him and I was like, oh, oh. I heard like the angels singing uh-huh. and he was quite beautiful. And I was just like, um, okay. But they're like, whatever you do, don't pull a move on Jeremiah. Like he's not your type. He can be kind of a womanizer and we all know that you probably shouldn't be with anybody right now either. Oh. <laughs> um, and so we like exchanged numbers and just kind of kept in touch and we would hang out. And then Cole and Jessica broke up and Jeremiah and I kept hanging out. And essentially it sort of morphed from there. Um, and one of the coolest things, like this was, uh, I guess, a side note, like my grandparents, I said, they, they were really involved in their church. They are really involved in their church. And my grandmother, She's like a true Pentecostal praying woman. Like she would pray in her prayer room every morning and basically like storm the throne room with needs and like intercede for people. And so she knew that I was in a bit of a rough space and she would pray these words. She would say, God, I pray that you would give her a hope and a future. And she would say that over and over and over again, like a hope and a future. And she would tell me like, Eleni, I'm praying for a hope and a future for you. I'm like, shut up. Yeah, yeah. You know, you don't know nothing, you know? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So um, when my grandparents met Jeremiah for the first time, they looked at him. And I I remember, yeah, yeah, like she got really weepy. Like she just got whatever. And she's like, Jeremiah 2911. And she like quoted it. And it was just like, you know, the Lord has given my granddaughter a hope and a future. And that was really? like weird because I was just like, okay, guys, like he's just a friend. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> you know? Oh my um, goodness. And yeah, we just grew from there. I went to his church. Uh, like he invited me to church with him. Um, the experience is for another podcast for another time. Um, but I stuck it out and we ended up dating and then we ended up getting married. And here we are today. Wow. And yeah. That, that's really incredible. Crazy. Yeah, like, so that was the long story long. I'm so sorry. No, but it was it was so there was so much in there. It was so good. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm probably gonna have that scripture today for our scripture of the week because that's it's such a good one and just kind of wraps up everything that you've been through. And I know this can help so many other people as well, right? Sometimes feeling hopeless or like what is the purpose for their life, right? And mm-hmm. to realize like God can take us from anywhere and make something out of us, you know? So but true. when yeah, when the world would deem us as hopeless or, you know, just want to send you off and nothing's gonna come out of her life and to see like what God is doing now in your life is like that's amazing. Oh wow. I love that. Yes. So how did you get started, you know, in the music ministry? I know you started with this talent show. Wait, you didn't even finish with the talent show. Like, did you end oh. up doing the talent show? Did yeah, you win? yes, we we did do the talent show. We did like a Jason Mraz song, I think. She played guitar and um, I sang, and it was like kind of a doozy, but uh, it was good. It was good. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So then from there, like, so how did you get started into music ministry, or like, like how did you know that you were called to do this? 
So um, when I was probably right around that eight years old mark, again, a lot happened when I was eight, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I was uh, in church with my grandparents and we had a special speaker that day. Uh, his name is David McGrew. Okay. And so he, I guess, like, later on in my life, realized that he sort of specialized, if you want to say, in, like, prophetic ministry and stuff like that. So um, he came and he was preaching his sermon and, you know, doing the things. And way back in the day, it felt like they preached for forever. Uh, maybe it was just me being young or maybe we really have right. shortened the sermons. I don't know. But, you know, um, the, yeah, probably the latter is true. <laughs> <laughs> like, we've realized people don't have the attention spans anymore. Yeah, which trust me because I have a short attention span. So after yeah. a certain amount of time, I'm like, oh, no, like I have to like keep trying to check back in. You know, it's terrible. <laughs> I know. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. And I always have to listen for that. And I'm almost done, you know, because I'm the altar yeah. call lady. So I'm like, yes, hey, don't mess up. Don't mess up. <laughs> same here. Uh, that's so, so funny. he was preaching and I was like eight and it was family day. So I had to be upstairs and I was like, not happy about it. So I'm coloring and chewing gum and doing all the things. And, um, all of a sudden he like stopped what he was doing or saying, I should say. And he called the congregation to pray for me. And it was so random. Cause it was like, Oh, me, are you talking to me? Or are you talking to someone behind me? Like me? And he was like, yeah, we're going to pray for that young girl. And so they asked me to like step out into the the aisle right and um i remember like i was shortish and i remember these people like adults putting their arms over me like almost like a little doorway i guess i don't know i I don't know how to describe that but they would just they put their hands over me and um everybody was praying and he just said like this woman or this girl (laughs) this young lady um is going to be used mightily in the gift of language so I was just like, okay, that's dope. But I, I was in French immersion at the time. Uh-huh. So I just thought like, okay, maybe I'll be an interpreter, whatever that means, you know? Right. Yeah. So that was that. And I kind of just stored that in my mental archives, that little memory. And uh, about, gee, and I guess from then until now, I've just loved music and done all the mm-hmm. things. Um, have used it as therapy, uh, just dealing with some stuff. Um, I was... I did classical piano training for 14 years. Uh, I have absolutely nothing to show for it now, but I can play by ear, which is the most important. Right. Um, Yeah. Um, And so about June of 2019, maybe, Mm -hmm. uh, I was laying in bed. And so I had just had, so we were in Manitoba for mosaics i was with rob and uh you know amanda and daniel and and the crew we were doing mosaics i had this crazy encounter with the lord uh in a hotel room while i was there um and that's where i wrote my stoning and yeah, so we're, we're i are gonna talk this, about that okay well i won't go into any more detail um so this was may and then so june june i was laying in bed i could not sleep like i mean nothing was making me tired i tried everything like i remember when i was little my mom like heated up warm milk or whatever in the microwave and was like Mm -hmm. here this will make you sleep and i was just like sure this is it and i chugged back all this warm milk and i'm like now i just have a stomach ache like nothing was helping me sleep and finally 
I closed my eyes and all of a sudden I just felt the presence of the Lord overwhelm me while I was laying in bed. And I saw this vision of that memory, um, just being in church with my grandparents. And he was showing me, um, that the language that he had, um, I guess put in my heart was the language of music. Wow, it was like a heavenly that's language. Beautiful. Was like, okay, Lord. And I had just been questioning like, you know, my direction with music and all this stuff. So I was like, Lord, what do you want from me? And so that happened. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I don't know what that means. Um, and then in July, well, I guess August, I was at NAYC. Um, I got to sing greater works for the pre-show or whatever it was called the talent search um now when i get nervous i get physically ill so oh, no. <laughs> when we were um what's the word like sound checking i guess or rehearsing um i did my little sound check and i was like sick so i ran to the bathroom and i just basically stayed in there until it was time for me to go back up there again oh that's brutal and so <laughs> i came back out and I was, you know, it was NAYC time and I went up and did my thing and I went and sat down and the people that sang right after me was the, oh, if I could just remember, I think they were the Jamaican apostolic youth. That was okay. like their name maybe. Yeah. And they sang Psalm 23. I'm not alone. Oh, wow. Now the whole stadium, like I had just sang, people were like not really engaged. Like it wasn't the best and I felt like it wasn't the best at all and truthfully it was I didn't really care like I was just like it was cool enough that I got to go up there um but as soon as these people started singing like the entire stadium just like stopped what they were doing and just started worshiping God and it was so beautiful um and in that moment I felt the Lord speak to me and just say you know I think that you think that you're going to carry your songs but I'm just confirming to you right now that you are not going to be the only one that carries your songs oh, so if you don't goodness. know I was a writer on Psalm 23 so it was cool to get no to see I that. didn't know that are you serious yes sis I didn't know that okay so that that was like yeah we actually that was a song that we featured oh my goodness I don't remember from which season but that was a song that we had on the show if you guys have not heard Psalms 23 you can check it out on the Spotify list I didn't even know that. And that song is amazing. Wow. Oh, it was this such so a cool. cool song to write. We just basically took what we already know and right. yeah, made it this beautiful song. So that was really neat. It was like the Lord was confirming, you are not going to be the only one that carries your song. Mm -hmm. So stop putting so much pressure on yourself. Because like I said, I was like violently ill. And I was like, if I have to be the one that carries all right. my songs for life, like that's just a lot. Yeah, it, it's um, true. So that was really cool. And it's just kind of been snowballing from there, all these ridiculous opportunities um, to write with certain people and um, I guess just get to connect with people that have the same vision. Right. Um, Vanquish Studios is another God thing, like just getting to partner up with the Salamitas and just hearing their vision and hearing their heart behind why they love apostolic music and you know music ministry is so cool i feel like right. i'm just on the winning side you know yeah it's, so it's really cool to have that um yeah so to go back a little bit i want to talk about greater works and also to explain for some people that don't know what nayc is so that's north american youth congress 
And that's through our church organization. And there's like thousands and thousands of people that attend this event. Probably what do you know the amount of people that were at the event that you sang at? Um, 30, I think it was like almost 38,000. Yeah. Yeah. I I see why, why you were sick. Yeah. Like just even the thought of it, (laughs) just the thought of it. Right. A lot of people. Yes. So it's just this incredible event that we have every other year. Um, and it's for like three days and it's just, just to have that many people together worshiping, like it's incredible. So that's the event that she was talking about, but the song that you did, their greater works. I remember like, I think that's the first song that I probably heard from you. And I couldn't even contain myself. Like, my first thought was, this message is going to set people free. Like, it's such an amazing, powerful song. Wow. So, like, what, what is the story behind the song or how you came to write it? Oh, I truthfully don't have a big story or anything exciting for this song. Um, the melody was just something I had been humming forever, uh-huh. I want to say. Like, it was one of those timeless melodies that has just always been in my brain. I can't describe it. Um, And I love the idea of like, you know, declaring those things like rise up and walk. Right. Like, I just love that idea of, you know, in the middle of a praise, uh, a praise song, you're not like hoping for those things to happen. You're not asking the Lord for somehow miraculously those things to happen. It's like, no, those things are going to happen right here. So that's what I love about that. And I just put those two things together truthfully. Right. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was just one of those songs. And then, of course, like the production aspect of it was wild. Um, getting to hear, you know, that song with background vocals. And, oh, it's amazing. Isn't uh, that the best feeling? Like, it's yes. like you have like a certain sound in your head that you think it's going to be. And then when it all comes together, it's like mind blowing. Yeah. Like, that's the best feeling. Yeah. Totally. That is so cool. Well, we so, you touched yeah. also a bit on the stoning, which is, I think, my favorite song of yours. Like the lyrics and the melody literally were stuck in my head for weeks, maybe months. Like so oh, much goodness. so that my husband, who is not a singer, bless his heart. I say he's like in the joyful noise category. <laughs> <laughs> like he would just start randomly singing like, where are my accusers now? Thanks. I'm like, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, go, oh, baby, yes, you can do it, right? Like, just you didn't even know why he was singing it. Because I play, even in church, I would just play that melody, like, whenever, like, when the preacher goes up. And, like, yes. nobody's really paying attention. That's when I'd be playing that melody. I'm like, oh, this song is so beautiful. Oh, I love that. Yeah, so I, I know there's a story definitely behind this one. So can you share with us, like, the encounter you had with the Lord and how this came about? Yeah, so, um, I like I said, I was in literally the middle of nowhere in Manitoba. Uh, I think it's called Morden and Winkler. Those are the two little towns that are side by side. So we're in the only hotel in (laughs) Manitoba. It feels like I'm just kidding, but in that area, (laughs) we're staying at this super eight motel and, um, you know, we had just had a crazy long day and, um, okay, wait, let me backtrack. Hold on. This is important too. So we're at dinner. Mm -hmm. Um, and we were all sitting together. So sort of all the mosaics crew, we were all together um, sitting at the same table. And so, sorry, can you oh, pause? Can you pause for just for a second? So mosaics is a group of songwriters. There's yes. some songwriters from the U S and then some from Canada and Eleni is a part of that group. So they get together to do workshops and different things like that. 
Uh, so also like look out for Mosaic because hopefully 2021 we can actually get together in person. Yes. And, yeah. But they have all kinds of great things. So you can check them out too. Sorry. So you can continue. No, good call. <laughs> I'm like really bad at that stuff. <laughs> so so um, we're sitting at dinner. I'm surrounded by all these people and literally it's just like all these noises and voices and everybody's talking. And you know how, when you don't really fit into a conversation, you just Mm -hmm. sort of like eavesdrop into other people's and you're like, Oh yeah. You know, or you just say (laughs) nothing and sit there and eat and listen. Right. So I was having this moment where these were huge round tables and I couldn't really distinctively hear anybody's conversation. And I was just sitting there eating and nobody was talking to me and I was happy with that. Um, and all of a sudden, directly across the table from me was Joel Lawler. Um, and he started speaking, like, almost directly to me. But yet it was, oh, I knew that was going to happen. Sorry. <laughs> it's it's all it good. <laughs> turning it down. Um, so I, it was weird because, like I said, he had been talking right before this and I couldn't even hear him. But at this very moment, he was speaking, like, directly to me. It was so loud. It's like all of the voices around me got really quiet and I could just hear his voice. And it was like the Lord was speaking right to me through him. And he was essentially saying, uh, I honestly don't even remember the whole thing, but it was like, if God, if you want to be in a closer relationship with God, if you want to have, you know, the gifts of the spirit in your life, you need to sacrifice certain things. And it was a long-winded thing, but that was what I took from it. And I was right. like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, are you talking to me, man? Because like, yeah. I don't need <laughs> to sacrifice nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so that was just this moment for me where I had felt like that was just so, it was like, it wasn't even his voice. That that was the other weird thing. Like, it wasn't even Joel's voice. It was so weird. But anyways, I, I took that back to my hotel room and, we would usually sort of linger in the hallways while we were on our way to our rooms. But that night I was just like, nah, I got to go have some time with Jesus. Mm-hmm. So I got in there and I shut the door and I just started weeping. And I was like, Lord, what was that? You know, what in the world were you trying? What are you trying to tell me? What do I have to give up? Like, what am I doing right now that that isn't good enough or that's holding me back or what? Like, I just need answers. And and I was just praying in the spirit for what I like, it felt like I was in there for like 15 minutes, but it was like hours. And I was just like, and the glory of the Lord just filled that hotel room. And like, I was just laying Mm -hmm. on the bed and, and my phone was sort, I had just kind of thrown it on the bed. So it was there. Um, but normally I'll try and check it, which is funny, but, Uh (laughs) but this time I didn't even feel the urge to check my phone. Um, and after all this prayer, I finally felt like a breakthrough had happened. And the Lord was like, you need to give up Instagram and social media for a season. And I was just like, what? What? Uh, 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 yeah. But I have a song coming out and like, I have to like promote the song. And, and like my, I'm a marketing manager. Like that's what I do for a living. God, yeah. like, you No, know, you know? And I had to like, I was essentially arguing with God because I was just like, Lord, I don't understand. <laughs> like, did you do any research before you just threw I, this commandment at me? <laughs> but isn't that funny how we do that? We're telling God like he doesn't know already, right? Like, don't yeah. you know? Da, 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 don't you know? Uh, yeah, I'm God. Like, yeah. <laughs> I gave you that job, sis. Like, don't be like that. <laughs> so um, uh, I was. we were just like basically arguing, one-sidedly arguing. And I was just like, God, what in the world? I don't know how this is going to work. 
Um, and he's he started to show me all the things that I have gone through in my life. And he started to show me how I was so easily comparable to the woman caught in adultery and the woman at the well. Right. And so I grabbed my phone because I didn't have my Bible with me. Um, and I looked up those stories and I started reading them. And I was just weeping because I was like, oh, my God, like, I can't even imagine what it would have been like to be in their shoes. But yet I can feel almost this relatability to these women. Um, so as I was praying and, and reading and weeping, all of a sudden, the Lord dropped this song into my lap. Oh, um, some man. songwriters will say he downloaded into my spirit. Yeah. <laughs> God downloaded the song. Yes. To me. No buffering needed. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, but that's really and truly what happened. And because I had my phone in my hand, I like as fast as I've ever done this before, which is not very fast for me. Usually I had to fumble around and find my notes. Then my notes were right there. I opened up my notes and I wrote all of these lyrics exactly how they sound today. Um, and I sang it through. And this was like five minutes or less. Wow. And it was insane. So I closed my phone or my notes and I pulled up a voice memo and I recorded the melody of it so that I didn't forget it. Because that's important for yeah. me. I feel like melody is like, you know, you either have it or you don't. Right. <laughs> so um, I was we were supposed to leave the next day. Um, and I was just like, man, I have to get to a piano. Like, I have to play this song. Um, but we were nowhere near a piano, and I had no access to a piano at that point. So I had to sleep on it. And really, I didn't sleep. Um, our shuttle, I guess, left from the hotel at, like, 5 in the morning or something. So well, yeah. I think I was up till about 2, just praying and having this moment with God. And then I slept for a couple hours. And long story short, I got home that day later in the afternoon, and I, like, I mean, my husband was like, hey, babe. And my mm -hmm. kids were like, Mom. and I just <laughs> threw my stuff on the floor and ran to the piano like, OK, guys, I'll see you in a sec. Just one second. OK, right, right. <laughs> and I played it. And like, I remember just this moment where it was like, babe, what is that song? And I'm just like, oh, my God, let me oh. tell you about this song. <laughs> and it was just this moment. And so I sent it to Joe Salamita and I was like, how do you feel about getting this song out there like as soon as possible? So that was in May of 2019. Now through a whole bunch of crazy situations, we still didn't release it till May of 2020, which is fine. But it was like, we need to keep this song simple. Um, it doesn't need a lot of stuff because the music or the song itself is just so beautiful. Yes. And, you know, Joe would show people. I was like, yeah, I mean, don't show a lot of people. But it was like, I just showed this person. I just showed this person. And they're crying and they're crying and they're crying. <laughs> Yeah. And I was just like, oh, that's how I feel when I hear it, too. Right. So we released it with um, basically piano and uh, strings. That was it. A cello and a piano. Yes, my favorite. Like, <sighs> that was a perfect yeah. choice. Yeah. Not, like, you didn't need anything else. Like, oh, wow. <laughs> I agree. I feel like it was perfect. And, and it was essentially everything I ever wanted for that song and more. It was so good. Um, and in order to record it, I feel like it, I would just cry. Like every time we would try to do a take, it was like me crying. And me yeah. Crying. And so, you know, I think we slept on it. Like, I think Joe was like, listen, let's, let's, let's try again tomorrow. You know, let's, uh, let's try another song right now. Let's do something else. And, and, you know, we did try, I think the next day, if I remember correctly, and we did it in one take and it was just like, Kate, that's the one you didn't cry. That's yeah. perfect. Like, <laughs> 
it wasn't the best take but it was like the only take so I was right. just like all right that one will do and I still cried at the end but thank god for auto tuners whoever right. you're out there <laughs> somehow he made me not cry at the end and I'll take that so right no but it's but it's so authentic sounding as well so you want that right you want that emotion to come across yeah. and everything that like how you felt when you wrote it. Like, that's amazing. Well, I want to feature both of those songs on, on our Aww. list this week because I think you're so amazing. And I'm so thankful Aww. that we finally got to do this. Yes. Yay! <laughs> uh, you're I, I, the best. Oh, I feel like we need like a part two because there's like so many other things that we need to talk about. <laughs> I know. I'm like, wait, it's been like 45 ish minutes. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> but yes. yes. Maybe there'll be a part two someday. (laughs) Yeah, I I hope so. But thank you so much for joining me today. This has been incredible. And I really hope that I know this has impacted our listeners. And so guys, make sure you reach out to Eleni. Once you hear the songs, especially, I'm sure that you will naturally. But just let her know how this has encouraged you and uplifted you today. So thanks again, Eleni. It was so good. (laughs) Thanks for having me. All right. No problem. (laughs) All right. Have a good one. Yeah, you too. All right. Bye. Jeremiah 29 verse 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. And I really enjoyed hearing Eleni's testimony and just to hear how her grandmother spoke those words into existence and continually prayed those words and spoke them over her life. And just to see where God has taken Eleni from to where she is now. It's such an amazing testimony of God's faithfulness. He is so good. So I really hope that her story encouraged you and it uplifted you. I wanted to let you guys know a couple of things of where you can find out some more about her. We are going to be featuring two of her songs this week, which is Greater Works and The Stoning. And you can find those both on our Spotify playlist. She also has a podcast and it's called The Spirited Podcast. So you can check that out. She's also on Instagram and Facebook under Eleni Young. And I'll have all the information linked on Instagram if you guys want to check that out. If you're in the area where she's located, be sure to check out her family restaurant. That is Spiro's and that secret sauce, which I'm definitely going to get my hands on some of that sauce. I wish I lived closer to her so I could check out that family restaurant. But if you were there, be sure to check it out. And if you do any of the above, make sure you let her know that you heard about her here on the Soul Songs and Shenanigans show. Thank you guys so much for listening in today. Have a wonderful one.